Hello guys and welcome. I believe, I should have checked this out first, we are on podcast number eight. If we're not and it's seven, then, you know, I messed up again. But today we do have a very special guest with us. Today we have a good friend of mine who spent most of his life either in a gym, playing rugby, or in the local bar, or anybody's bar. Not only the co-owner and co-founder of UFIT Protein Shakes, but someone I've known and been lucky enough to call my friend for the best part of 20 years, if not a year longer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, not only the one and only Terry Adams. If you don't know who Terry Adams is, he's just about to explain who he is right now. Hey, Gary. Hey, how, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks. What an intro. Uh, you know, I'd like to build it up at the start, that first minute, yeah. just to get everybody engaged, and then they'll go, Terry, you? Yeah, I think you've built it up a bit too much there. But anyway, so what can I add? Uh, so, you, yeah, you've covered most of it. So, Terry Terry Adams, owner of UFIT, uh, UFIT Drinks. We do a range of high-protein shakes and snacks, which people might be familiar with from, you know, walking down the aisles in Tesco or Morrison's or... Sainsbury's as the so we're we're sort of stock nationwide. Um, we're the biggest protein shake brand in in the UK from a ready to drink perspective. Um, what do I do apart from that? So as you said, like rugby fan, fitness fan. I like to read, but big problem with me is I can't concentrate for longer than twenty minutes. So that's one of the things that I'm currently working on at the moment is bettering my conversation, my my um, concentration levels. So, um, but yeah. I mean, we met. When did we meet? We met about twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, 20, 20, 20 years ago in the lovely island of Hilton Head. Yeah. South Carolina. For anybody who's unsure about where Hilton Head Island is, it's a beautiful little island just off South Carolina, just above Florida. I think we were the first people to see snow there for about twenty years. Something like that. Yeah. So we had a good time there, didn't we? And it's it's been it's been far too long. So thanks thanks for having me on your. On your podcast, I do follow your your, your channel, so um, yeah, looking forward to to getting into it with you and, and and catching up. Yeah, well, basically, what obviously we've covered a little bit about you. So, what I'd like to kind of get into is obviously being more nutrition based podcast, exercise podcast, but with fitness and nutrition. You know, any time you kind of go into that, there's always going to be some kind of barrier. There's always going to be some kind of block you kind of come up against. So obviously that could be quite relatable, I would assume, when setting up a business. So obviously mm-hmm. you've gone from an idea, or obviously you and you co-founders, but you guys have gone from an idea of having, well, I don't know where your initial idea was, but having a UFIT brand, having a to-go product that's accessible for a lot of people. But obviously that couldn't have been plain sailing all the way throughout. So if you could just maybe outline not everything you've done to set you fit up, but maybe some pitfalls along the way and how you kind of got through those. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess it's, it's probably worth just going back a bit, taking a step back and, and um, looking at, I guess, where the, where the idea came from. So I guess from a personal point of view, I was always interested, like you say, in, in fitness and, and nutrition. Um, we're talking, you know, we're talking sort of 10, 15 years ago it, when it was very early days in, in kind of sports nutrition, if you like protein powders and, you know, and, and products like that. So after I finished university, um, I actually studied hospitality, which is 
you know, it's how we met in, in a hotel in, in South Carolina and ended up working in, in food and beverage. So that year actually was brilliant for me, but it also taught me that I didn't really want to work in hotels and I didn't really want to work in the, the hospitality industry. Um, that wasn't for me. So when I graduated, um, I struggled for probably two years to get a job. So I was kind of, I was back in North Wales, which is where I was from. Um, I was struggling with, yeah, with really getting a job with the degree I had. I didn't really want to go into hospitality. Yeah. I didn't really want to go into, you know, into working in a gym. So that, that wasn't for me and I didn't have qualifications in that area either. So marketing seemed like a, a good area for me to go into, which I also struggled with. So I got my first job as a, um, as a salesperson, essentially working for, for Virgin Media in, in, in London, so for the, for the sales house. So it was advertising sales, so selling airtime and stuff for the, for the TV channels. Um, and it was really there that I kind of built on my interest of sports nutrition. Yeah. And after about a year, on a year of handing one of the big supplement companies that were on the market at the time, Maxi Muscle, that's when I kind of took my first step into um into sports nutrition so they they offered me a job which was kind of an entry-level marketing role which was brilliant for me so it was a, a step into the market as it was growing um and then i worked there for so for eight to nine years really until we were acquired by glaxo smith yeah so gsk came in and, and bought the brand uh and naturally when when big um corporations buy a smaller entrepreneurial brand brands things things tend to change slightly so i think it was that point i started to think about my next move which was just um, quickly because i don't want to interrupt a good flow there but i mean maxi muscle means everybody would have heard of that right if anybody listens to this podcast anybody who's gone on board some kind of protein if you've been to any protein store you, you're going to have seen maxi muscle right yeah absolutely you know brands like cyclone and pro max and pro max diet um so yeah big big brand at the time and it was the biggest in in the market and we're talking before the likes of you know the big brands now are your my proteins and your bulk powders you know they're the big you know the big powder brands like you know um but at the time it was still you know sports nutrition was still all about big guys who go to the gym you know and and perhaps you know it wasn't if you look at the states you know the states were way ahead of the uk in terms of um who was using sports nutrition, it was much more mainstream. You know, you go into a supermarket, you can buy protein. You go to the garage to fuel up, you can buy protein and pre-workouts in the fridge, you know. You've seen it yourself being in, being in the States. So I think that that's kind of what gave me the idea of, of looking at a product that kind of bridges, you know, bridges the gap between sports nutrition and, and general lifestyle snacking. So that's essentially, in a, in a nutshell, where where you fit was born. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, as many people probably have, some of the advertising for you fit, um, mm. getting out of bed, technically one set up, right? I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, you can take the credit yeah. for that if you want, but that, that's genius, <laughs> right? But that is, that, is, that is exactly where it kind of is. It's a little tongue in cheek, but it is encouraging people in a positive way to go and make a positive change. Mm. I mean, I know it's, very talking G, very kind of sarcastic in a way, but it is very much inclusive. There's a lot yeah. of things I'm kind of trying to work on going forward with my own brand is making sure stuff is inclusive. 
Yeah, and that's absolutely good. that's absolutely right, Gary. I think you've, without me having to explain it to you, you've hit the nail on the head. That's exactly how we position the brand, you know. And it's good that you know I must be doing, we must be doing something right. If you've noticed that our brand, you know, Ufit is probably slightly different, and it's almost carved out its own kind of position. We're not talking about calories. We're not talking about macros. We're not talking about recovery and you know and chicken and rice and broccoli that's not us you know we are yeah. right if you're going to go out and have a good time with your friends do you know what why don't you have a have a protein drink before you before you go out or if you push for time you know if you're a busy mum or a busy dad um make sure you're getting your protein in have a protein snack at any point whether it's breakfast or in between meals we we make it convenient for you and that's that's exactly exactly right yeah we we know obviously from a UK standpoint, obviously you want to go too deep into this, but we, we know the UK that we are su- sufficiently, but we, we are, um, we struggle with protein intake. We are deficient in it. So we do need to maybe up our protein source and protein targets. And we want to focus on maybe a whole food approach, obviously. But like you say, cool. if you're at work, you forgot your lunch. You need to start thinking, oh, what can I do to make my protein intake my mobile lunch maybe a touch healthier if we can use the word healthier but it is right so you can go mm. and grab your sandwich instead of grabbing that cola whatever brand it happens to be why not just grab a protein drink and yours are there i mean uh, you, you see them right exactly. exactly flavors we're not here just to plug different flavors but incredible right no. white chocolate no, exactly. caramel just being added. yeah exactly Exactly, and it's um, yeah, they're they're the new launches. So, like you say, we you know we started out. We our first launch was was in Tesco actually in two thousand and fourteen, uh, and they were the retailer that really kind of they were the most forward thinking retailer at the time because if you go into if you went into any supermarket in two thousand and fourteen, there wasn't any protein in the in the chillers. You know, you'd have to go to the back of the store, and you'd have to commit forty quid to buy. A tub of Promax, you know, a tub of a tub of Cyclone. So, no one was putting protein drinks, you know, yogurts like like the Arla products, you know, name drop another brand. You know, we all we all love those products. No one was putting them in the chillers and at the front of the store in meal deals. So, I guess that shows how far the nutrition industry and the awareness of protein has come since you know in quite a short space of time since 2014. Yeah, and like you made a great point with the fact it's part of a meal deal as well. Yeah, you get in your sandwich. Yeah. You can sandwich. You can probably get a salad as well. But just for argument's sake, you grab a sandwich. You can grab some kind of healthy alternative, a pot of fruit, and you can grab a protein shake. That can yeah, absolutely. And I believe yeah, yeah. meal deals like three pound. Yeah, exactly. And, and people use them in different ways. You know, it's not like people buy a sandwich, um, a bag of crisps, whatever, it be under protein shake, and consume it all at lunch. What people are tending to do is they they have their sandwich at lunch with you know with their snack and then they they might keep the, the protein drink for for a mid afternoon snack so they don't go yeah. to the bedroom machine and buy a, a chocolate bar or they might keep it in their their bag for the day afterwards because you know it doesn't have to be chilled um, it just I guess it, it just makes things a bit easier for people and that's that's ultimately what we're we're not changing the world we're not you know we're not saving lives we're we're trying to make things as convenient and as enjoyable as possible for people. Um, 
it's a flavoured milk drink at the at the end of the day. It shouldn't need to taste horrible because it's got protein in it. What we try and do is make make sure it's nutritionally sound and that it tastes good, so you you actually enjoy consuming it. Yeah, we 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 do we do you know we we enjoy it here as we've spoke before, and I wouldn't I don't know this to sound offensive or mean or horrible to anybody else, but I wouldn't have had you on if it was somebody else. You, you know what I'm trying to say? If it was a different yeah. brand, if it, you know, if we're looking at top end, yo, bro, neck this protein shake because it's bro stuff. It's like, well, it's not kind of where we're focusing at. The yeah. drinks are for me at this exactly. day. Yeah, I train a few times a week. They can be added into part of a lunch. It's the masses, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I know we've kind of touched on this in previous or in the last little bit, but how would you say like so the fitness injury fitness industry as a whole, we need to start helping general population. So we have mm. this kind of product now that can help general population. But how can we kind of encourage more people to actually do some exercise, to actually get out and be more active? Yeah, I think look, I'm not a I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. You know, you're you're more qualified in that area than I am. I'm just a, you know, just a keen enthusiast when it comes to to exercise. Like I said, I've, I've always been into being active and playing rugby and being into competitive sport. So it's probably in in some ways it's probably easier for me to talk about being active and healthy. Whereas you know a lot of people it, it, it's harder because. You know, perhaps they, you know, they haven't been active in the past, or they haven't grown up in a competitive environment. But they're curious, and they want to, you know, they want to make some changes. And I think that's what lockdown's done to a lot of people as well. You know, it's it's now about prevention and protection because people are, are making that connection between, you know, the illness or the virus and how they were living their lives. So I think you're, you know, you're right. You're going to see. Naturally, I think you're going to see a, a huge bounce back in the fitness market in gyms. I think memberships are going to go, you know, are going to go through the roof. And I think we saw that, didn't we? After yeah, we did. after the first lockdown. Um, so I think, yeah, look, there's so there's so much information out there, and you know, and pages like yours, and it's very accessible. And I don't mean this any disrespect to yourself, but you're not posting pictures of yourself with your top off and bulging abs, you know. You, you, you wait, wait, yeah, you wait. you'll get there. You <laughs> I've got the bikini ready. Yeah, I bet you have. But I guess Special what I'm trying to say is, you know, it's it, it can be intimidating. You know, it can be intimidating walking into a gym um, without a personal trainer and 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 knowing where to start. But I think when when you make a start, I think that it's the first step that's the that's the hardest. Um, yeah, I think we will see we will see a lot more people. Um, trying to adopt more of a more of a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think um, I think conversations like this are really kind of vitally important as well. You know, to I mean, like, but two two people who are just like in gym environments, been in gym environments, and we're not idiots. Well, no. well, well I mean, there's a little bit. But do you know what I mean? We can just have a laugh yeah. a joke. The dry sense of humour we spoke about before. We've got this kind of friendly little banter that goes on and for people it's not it's not all high five gym bro hugs it's no, not the majority of the gym are just nice people 
yeah. who just want to help you out. Um, what, so you you touch on like competitive environment. I imagine that's growing up with a few a few brothers probably um, helped out. Was that kind of where your love for fitness, your your kickstart there? Was that where you started from? You had you wanted to compete and be as strong or stronger? Or was it? Yeah, I think I, I I was talking to my partner Heather about this um, last week actually, and she was just saying that well, I am competitive, you know, and I used to be a big sore loser but that was when I was a you know that was when I tried I wanted to win everything um and that's not a bad thing you know I don't think that's a bad thing don't think um you know it's, it's certainly not worked against me anyway so I guess that kind of drove me when it was when it came to to both fitness sport and and business you know you you set yourself a goal and goals are good um and the, the sort of competitive nature takes over whether you're competing against someone else or whether you're just competing with yourself you know i think that's the other thing when it comes to you know to, to being healthier like you say is is setting those little goals setting those little milestones you know whether it's to you know get in shape for for a holiday or getting to a dress for a wedding or or you know just just something that you can aim for um so i think that's you know that that's that's helpful and i, I would I would encourage that for anyone who's thinking about um, embarking on a bit of a health or a fitness journey. Yeah, to just have some milestones. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be obsessive about it. And I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with that because that's not, you know, that's not what you're about. You know, yeah, it's about yeah. enjoying your life, but also having a having a goal to aim for. As I say, like obviously the whole goal setting kind of thing is totally, totally on point with that. You know, you have you have your goal. Um, there has to be no end pressure with that goal. So yeah. you're not going to the Olympics, right? You're going on a holiday. So if you're exactly. two, three, four pound heavier, then yeah. you know, nobody on that beach cares. Yeah, it, exactly. it really, exactly. really doesn't matter. Um, set that goal will set you some great direction in life. Um, but it's what you do every day. It's going to make the difference, yeah. right? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, and I'm going to plug my partner here. So my partner, Heather, has a page called, she's a protein chef, so it's at Protein Chef. And she's kind of been, she's been on that side. She's kind of been there. She was obsessed, you know. She was completely obsessed to the point where it, it put a lot of strain on our relationship. We've been together for 11 years now, and it put a lot of strain on our relationship because when we met, she wasn't into training. I was into training, and I was obsessive. And then I kind of feel slightly responsible for making her obsessed then she got obsessed and i was like well i'm kind of over this now you know i don't like this obsessing anymore um and it, it kind of developed from there i think under she had some underlying kind of uh, challenges with you know with with food anyway you know and, and i think a lot of people will do and they will will always have um but she kind of you know she's she's kind of come out of it and it's it's it is from you know, talking about it and that realization, like you say, that do you know what it's it's in your head. You know, it's it's yeah. no one's looking at you and no one cares. You know, they just yeah. want you to be happy and, and to that, be a good that's person. So easy to say. I mean, I've not really struggled as far as like an eating disorder as such go. Mm. But in going back to an early life, I remember being at college. I remember saying once to one of my lecturers, like I walk into the staff room, I believe everybody then looks at me. Mm. Not because I'm in great shape, not because I'm in bad shape, just have this yeah. kind of consciousness. Then I worried what everybody else thought of me. It's not kind of yeah. until 
maybe I went out on my own and we kind of met in America. Even the first six months I was there before you guys turned up, and that was like a different group of people. Even then, I was still a bit self-conscious yeah. of it. And then you look back and it's just like... Yeah. Can I ask you a question, man? You can ask me anything you want, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, in America, I mean, from what I recall, you, you kind of came to train with me a little bit, but I don't remember you being you know, massively into your training. I don't remember that at all. So what, where did that come from for you? Um, for me, it's, I've always been... I've always liked the idea, do you know what I mean? The idea of having yeah. that body, it's just the commitment it takes to get there. So I've always been in and out of gyms, like this is this is going to be the time, I'm going to put everything into it this time. And that's probably one of those gym guys. Um, so I've kind of, across the board, have made almost every single mistake that goes along with that. So mm. I have not eaten carbs before or after 8 o'clock because they make you fat, right? I've not eaten carbs at all because they make you fat. I've not eaten fat yeah. because it makes you fat. I've not yeah. eaten excessive amounts of protein. And we're talking like there's a top end limit of protein I appreciate, but I've not gone anywhere near that because protein makes you fat and it affects your livers. I've not, I have I've, I have gone to the point of a meal replacement shake to lose weight. I have yeah. done some stupid things when you look back and then scrolling through some Instagram feeds you, and you're looking at some Z list kind of celebrity promoting some Z list shot, and I was just like, that's a bit grim. Then I mm. see like some comments coming down, like my 13 year old daughter, my 12 year old daughter saw this, and I'm like, what? Imagine mm. if my 12 year old daughter, who's about to turn 13, happy birthday, Charlotte, was to mm. see that and be influenced by that, and I didn't have the knowledge then to correct her in a way. So yeah. don't, you don't go there. I'm not saying every 13-year-old does it, but... Yeah. And then I, I, I don't really want to go down the path of saying this celebrity said this, but one particularly said, I wouldn't mind if my daughter done it. I was like, mm. oh my God, you'd encourage your daughter to do that. And I felt like mm. I had a moral responsibility to learn as much as I possibly could. Mm. In learning, I was just like, Oh my god! I'm actually. This is something I'm actually passionate about. This is something I can talk about. This is something I really enjoy learning and doing. I've never enjoyed learning. Like I yeah. got, they said to me at chef school, um, in fair commas there. Um, yeah. You, you're in. You're on the course. Don't worry about your GCSEs. Well, worry about them, mate. Obviously, but don't worry about them. You've got the course. So I like through my GCSEs. Well, I don't really care about those because I'm in the course. Um, chef in. There was just. Let's chop, let's cook. It's just natural. It's just easy. I don't understand yeah. why people find it difficult. For me, it's just easy, right? To a certain level. Mm. Never going to be Gordon Ramsay. But I never enjoyed the learning part of it. Yeah. I kind of understand, understood flavors and combinations and timings. That just was easy. So then when I started learning nutrition and learning about how the food affects the body, it's just something that yeah. intrigued me from that point kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah, so you've learned from experience as well, then you know. And that's, yeah. that's that. That kind of answers my question, really, because I was obviously we haven't spoken for you know we haven't spoken for ten years, have we? And I haven't yeah. seen you for near yes. twenty years. So I was just when I came across your page, which was only a couple of weeks ago, you know. And, yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks for connecting again. Um, I was just yeah. yeah, I was intrigued. I was intrigued to to understand your story as well. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was just like I was talking. To Laura, I was just like, oh, you know, 
<laughs> this sounds so cliche. Walking down the supermarket aisle. I know that guy. <laughs> She's looking around like, what guy? That guy. Gary, that, that's not a person, that's a bottle. She's like, yeah, 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 but I know the guy. She's like, yeah, and, you know, I'm going, everybody knows a guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, but I, I really do know. I wonder what he's up to. Well, obviously, I know he's up to that, but she's like, yeah. just message him. Well, that's Facebook, right? Just message the person. Just ask yeah. and see what they're up to. Yeah. So, well, that's what that's I did. A, that's, that's a good thing about social media, I guess, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's, plenty of, there's plenty of bad things, but, you know, the good thing is, is that we can, we can stay connected. Yeah, you just message someone, you end up having these kind of conversations, and people will listen to this, and they'll get something out of it. Definitely. So from a mental point of view, I don't, mental's maybe a little bit uh, mental, mate, but from a psychological kind of standpoint, um, yeah, I know, right? got to get the humour for this one. Um, how have you found kind of like, from one, from a personal point of view, and two, from a business point of view, kind of lockdown affecting you, as in, as in Terry, rather than you fit, and then maybe two, as in you fit? Um, well, I think, again, I'm going to take a step back here. If it was five years ago, I think I would have struggled much more than I, than I struggle now. And that's, I, think, I think that's partly because I'm less of a stress head mm. now. Um, when, I, when we set the business up, obviously, going through the pains of, of setting a business up and worrying every night whether you're going to survive or not, you know, or whether you're going to get delisted from a supermarket, that was always there, you know, and that was there every night, and that's something I lived with through those early days. But I think partly because I've kind of matured slightly and, uh, and a lot of, I guess I've changed my mindset as well. Um, and it's just allowed me to, I guess, be more accepting of things you can't control and things that are happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the same case with lockdown. You know, it's, it's, it's a shit situation. Sorry to swear, but you said I could. It's a shit situation. <laughs> you know, it's shit for, it's shit for, for everyone, really. You know, it's, it's not easy at all. Um, whether, whether it's from a business point of view, whether it's from a fitness point of view, um, and like you said, from a mental point of view, it's, it's a challenge, yeah. but, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's something that you can't control and it's something that you have to accept and, you know, almost try and make the best of it. I know that sounds It does sound a bit cliche, it, but it's true, yeah, right? It's exactly. true. You have to do what you have to do. I and mean, I spent too long training friends and buddies going, yeah, just lift like this, just crack that technique there. Not making any kind of business out of it. It was just a little bit of fun. So I mm. kind of used some lockdown time to actually get qualified yeah. in it not just gym experience but actual yeah. paper qualification going yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. charge you for this now exactly and it's hard to you know it's, it's hard to you can say I've oh, just learned something read a book which I do read you know I, I, I try and read like I said at the start it's, I'm not great at concentrating but I, I'm getting better and I've, I'm reading more because because I want to be able to read well and I'm not saying I can't read. I can read. I mean, I, I want to be able to read yeah. books, but I want to be able to concentrate more on the content because a lot of the time you you read something, I'm like, I actually can't remember what I've just you know yeah. what I've just learned from those pages. So this is you know, it's a time to try and do something different. Like you said, learn learn something. Yeah. Um, you know, going down. It's hard. To, it's hard to exercise. Like you said, it's with gyms closed. It's it's really difficult. I'm trying to exercise in the kitchen with 
a sandbag and a couple of dumbbells. You know, no, cracking, no. crack, cracking the four titles. It's Ooh. don't tell, don't tell Heather then. Bet you'll be popular. Yeah, don't tell Heather. She doesn't know yet. Yet. Without wanting to go down a rabbit hole, um, I've kind of um, this is crazy, but for me, reading books and dieting, fat loss, a two in one. Mm. There's, there's a principle that you've probably heard well of, but it's reading one chapter every day. Don't, okay. So don't. So if you wanted to read thirty books in a year, and yeah. Have I walked up to you now? Thirty books in front of you. So right, read those inside a year. Yeah. You'd go right, smash out the first one if you're lucky. Yeah. Then maybe yeah. halfway through the second one, look at the stack and just be like, nah, um, I, I can't read all these books. They'd sit in the corner of the room. They'd end up in a closet because Heather would get annoyed them cluttering up the mess. Yeah. More of a sexist comment there. It could be you. Sorry about that, Heather. Um, it's true. Should, you'd, as a couple, you'd be annoyed about the mess. And yeah. then you'd never look at the books again. Exactly. So, but if you took the principle that all you were going to do, if I just gave you 30 books, I said, all I want you to do is read one chapter a day. Mm. No more, no less. Just one chapter. If that's a really short chapter, put it down, move on. If it's a longer yeah. one, put it down, move on. Same principle could be used for five to ten minutes, but nonetheless. The same could go with your fat loss, weight loss journey, or even your muscle gain journey. Yeah. So if you've got X amount of weight to lose, don't look at losing X amount of weight. Look at losing one pound. Exactly. And it comes back to what we were discussing earlier about yeah. setting goals and milestones. Yeah. Um, I've not heard about that that book thing, by the way. I think, I think that's... That's quite, a, quite a nice way to look at it. If I see it on a for advert, I'll just smile. I like it. I'm going to adopt that one. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, you know, you can't, you can't go hell forever because that's that's where boredom strikes and it becomes too difficult. So yeah, you just focus too much down. on the task at hand. It's, you may remember from university days. Well, I've seen your drinking in university days. You probably don't remember, but if you've got a whole dissertation, are they called? Yeah, the guy who never went to uni, right? You don't worry yeah. about the whole thing straight away. You worry about segment one, then segment exactly. two, and you build that knowledge over a period of time. Yeah. I think it's much more sustainable yeah. way of yeah. going about things. Just yeah. dropping the sustainability conversation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, we know we've kind of covered all but the last point, as in how protein kind of is important and how easy we can now get it into our diets so we've kind of done that so i think we're heading down final question avenue and um it's kind of the most important question that we really have to answer if you did have a superpower what would it be and why oh god this is a proper job interview question isn't it yeah put me put me right on the spot um do you know i've banged on i've banged on about it enough in this that the ability to concentrate and be present yeah. I think is would be, There'd be a power. it's not it's not a superpower, but oh. again it, it, it's something I'm you know, I'm, I'm working on and it's something that Heather constantly reminds me of is, you know, you're always thinking about the next thing, you're always thinking about the next thing. You know, you're always thinking about what we're doing tomorrow. Or, you know, with work, it's another idea, it's it's this, it's that. You're never present, you know, and I think yeah. that's that's an important um thing for everyone really, is just to value the time that you've got because um, life's short and, and try and be as present as possible enjoy the moment 
Um, on a on a side note, while we're thinking books, um, a good book maybe for yourself, you know of it, and anybody else who's interested in this kind of philosophy of kind of one chapter a day or loving the process and the results take care of itself is a book by a guy called Bill Walsh. Right. And it is called Mental Blank. That's what it's called. Um, the score takes that, care of it, itself. That's not actually what it's called, is it? Yeah. What well, Mental Blank, I've just forgotten. Yeah. That's exactly what it's called. It's called Bill Walsh Writes About Mental Block and the Score Score Takes Care of Itself. Okay. Um, Interesting. I'll write that one down. Yeah. Bill Walsh, he's, um, he was an uh, ex... He passed away now, but he was a, an American football, American football um, coach. He took the San Francisco 49ers basically from the worst team ever in NFL history yeah, to of course. the best team in NFL yeah. history. And his principles were focusing on little bits every day, just doing the fundamentals right. Mm. Force, asking people to tuck their shirts in you answer the phone and you answer the phone politely regardless who's on the other end it's those little steps to make yourself a it's not a self-help book it's just his success story kind of thing but, like, books, but books help you know and I would recommend anything by Ryan Holiday I, I read a lot yeah. about stoicism and you know stoics and kind of ancient philosophy and that's again it's you know full of big words and and Google things that you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. when you actually translate them and bring them back to a, a simple message, it all makes real sense. And, and those types of things have really helped me from a personal point of view and from a business point of view. Yeah. Uh, just one last book. We're going to be a bit of a talking books. We've got a book recommendation at the end. Might just I'll add it into the show notes. Um, Atomic Habits, James Clear. Another new one for me. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's along with, so atomic being small and habits, so it's all about creating small habits on a daily basis to achieve whatever goal you want to achieve, basically. But it's about your systems rather than the end goal. Um, talks a little bit about um, you know, the British cycling team. Yeah. They hadn't won anything pre... Well, it was the Olympics before London, basically. They hadn't won anything and then it was Beijing, wasn't it? 08, if I'm right in saying. And 08, um, Beijing, how they just took it by storm. And it was this guy, I can't remember the trainer's name. He just went in and he went across everything and just improved it by 1%. Just 1% yeah. better. Small margins. Yeah. The cream they were putting on the muscles to make them feel better. The mattresses, it was those kind of things. Again, it applies to strength training. It applies to sport. It applies to nutrition. It's just focused yeah. on those little wins here and there. Yeah, but um, end of the book review. We could almost do a whole new podcast on we, book we, reviews, we right? Maybe maybe I can come on again and we'll 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 talk books. Right, we're going to scrap that. Maybe to you'll come on again and we'll do a full on book review. Right, holding you to that. Yeah, I'm up for that. Um, but either way, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I know you are a busy guy. You know, nobody has the business like you've got a business and is not a busy guy. You've plenty going on so I appreciate that 
Cover of your day. Um, also, let's not get into rugby chat, or else we might be here all day. No, we can do. What, you, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, hopefully Wales do well today and England do better than last week. But well, you can't do much worse, can you? <laughs> that's the only problem. As um, I chose to watch that, yeah. that was the problem. But You'll be all right. You're. Yeah. Italy haven't won for so long, then Scotland haven't won for so long, they might as well try and do it all in one Six Nations, right? But yeah, but it's nice to have some sport on the TV, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's good to have some sport on the TV. It's good to have something to watch, and it's actually on terrestrial TV as well, so we can all get involved and watch it. Some national sport. Everything else has kind of disappeared, so... Good stuff. Well, like I said, thanks for having me on, Gary. No worries. I'll, Thank- I'll come back. And, uh, thanks for you know, joining thanks, in. Th- yeah, thanks for connecting again. You know, it's been it's been a long time, so no good chat. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on board. Um, this will hopefully fill out some of your weekend walk. And um, yeah, pop in next time. We'll have um, some different discussions going on. And thank you very much. Cheerio.